Authority Issues, a podcast about leadership, management, and sometimes being on the struggle bus. Mm, I'm seriously. Rachel Perkins, aka Pi or Pie Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership. And I'm Kendall Miller. It's okay to get a bad night's sleep as long as you show up at work and smile and make obscure jokes about Nicolas Cage that your coworkers definitely do not appreciate. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, it's sort of related, but today on the show, we're going to be talking about whether it's okay to be happy when the world is burning down around us, in a manner of speaking, and to some degree, literally. Very literally. But but before we dive into that, like, yeah, I mean, give me a, what are you, so we're going to be talking in this episode about uh, being happy when the world's on fire. Um, but before we get there... <laughs> Uh, I mean, and related, like, what are you doing to cope in uh, the never As we both lift our glasses. Times? Yeah, well, my glass is alcohol-free because there's still an awful lot of driving left for Kimball to do with uh, kids You gotta be dad taxi, but I'm drinking yeah, bourbon and ice because... Ice. And uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm really using alcohol as a coping mechanism. Um, it's just more... It's a lot of it is that my husband is really become uh, interested in making cocktails and he uh, has never really until the last couple of years been into more than just sort of your basic Negroni and that kind of stuff. So we, mm -hmm. one of the things that we did occupy ourselves with rather than say, go out to places that have bars and have drinks at them was make our own fancy cocktails at home. So, yep. um, that has been a fun hobby, but it also does have this side effect of like, maybe we're drinking a little more than we want to. Um, I mean, so the, 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 the ter terrible advice is what I'm about to give. Oh boy. Uh, the trick here is just to compare yourself to European or Russian places. And uh, then you're not, you don't, you're basically not drinking. You're, you're basically mm -hmm. sober. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm definitely drinking as a coping mechanism. I mean, that's, I feel like in America, people freak out when you say that, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not drinking all the time. I go a couple days a week for sure without drinking, but uh, it's uh it's a way to calm me down when everything else is absolutely chaotic for sure. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's well. in, inherently or fundamentally bad. I think it, it can be, it can be abused for sure. Um, for sure. Don't and wrong. you know, as but, long as you're uh, paying attention to that, so I don't yeah. know where the line is between, okay, I got to have a drink before I go to bed or I'm not going to be able to sleep. But like, that's bad. But if it's occasional. I don't like when I'm there. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I actually, alcohol affects my sleep so much that I usually stop drinking before dinner. If like, mm -hmm. like I drink from like five to dinner if I'm going to drink, but, uh, or I'll have a beer at lunch or something. But yeah. I did. I went over and had um, dinner with a former coworker this weekend, speaking of Negronis, and he made a Negroni with uh, some kind of fancy gin that I hadn't had before. I don't remember what it was called. Um, a vermouth that he particularly loves. And I don't know that, I, I have really gotten into vermouth lately. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan, turns out, drinking even vermouth straight or on ice. Um, and uh, I didn't, I don't, don't know that I would drink that vermouth on ice. Like it's, it's very interesting flavors. Uh, that I don't know that I would love straight, but they were really good in the cocktail. Anyways, he like turned the glass upside down and burned some rosemary and Whoa. let the smoke go up in the glass. And then, you know, he that would, is like, awesome. Burn the edges of oranges to make them curl up and uh, all these things that I was like, so I put the Campari and the gin and the vermouth <laughs> and, and then, then I drink it. And yeah. 
I don't even stir it half the time. I oh just, my like, gosh. Shake the glass. Uh, uh, I got Darren, my, my husband, one of those t-shirts that is like, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Like there's a, a meme around yeah. that with uh, with uh, just, I think it's always in Helvetica, but now I can't remember. But his yes, is like yeah, gin and Negroni and vermouth and stirs it is what it says because yes. he's definitely a, a Negroni fan. Um, but that sounds yes. really cool. I have a a little thing called a smoking gun that I've used to smoke bourbon before and also goat cheese <laughs> and various other things. That's a really cool little device you might consider getting if you enjoyed that aspect of the I drink. I've never heard of a smoking gun in a in that context. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, drinking, drinking to drinking. take care of your. I mean, I was well, tell me about this sewing. earlier. Um, oh, well, ahead. actually, I wanted to tell you something else first, but I am using yep. sewing as a coping mechanism, and I'll tell you a little bit about that maybe in a minute. Yep. But um, I wonder. I've been super exhausted lately, and no, it's not COVID. We checked. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but. The, the I just in the afternoon I just become incredibly physically exhausted like I'm just I yep. just want to lie down and I can't figure yep. out what it is like my I all I do in the morning is I row for 15 minutes on my rowing machine just get it going I hate exercise so this is the only thing I do in the winter right now is just go yep. rowing in summer I'll go walk as well and that'll be great but I wonder if I am actually depressed if that's a symptom like I am the kind of person who likes to have plans. I like to be able to plan out my vacation. I like, I like planning every detail of things I'm going to do in the future. It served me well. I am where I had hoped to be, you know, in terms of like, I, I live in a place where I can see the water and I, we have enough money to be comfortable and all those things are in place for me, but uh, I can't make any plans for the future right now. I can't plan even to go to a restaurant. You know, like I can't, plan to do anything fun and i don't know when i will be able to and that's really harder on me than i realized uh so i am trying to i don't know like acknowledge that's what's going on uh and i don't know how to fix it because i can't fix the situation i can only try to focus on the things that do make me happy uh and you know, so far I, you know, I've only just really started thinking about like, why am I so freaking tired? You know, my husband's like, Hey, how are you going? We check in with each other a lot. Yeah. We're the kind of, we're the kind of couple that like, if we're going to leave the room, we go kiss the person and then leave the room. There's literally like, yep. we kiss each other dozens of times a day, which I think people care way weird. too much about what you're going to do when it's not necessarily the kind of information they want, even though it's just in another room of the house. Anyways, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's more just like, you know, we are fully aware of how how tenuous our grip in this world is. And, yeah. you know, if that's the last opportunity I get to kiss him for some reason. Yep. Uh, I want, But that's been the way that's been our way for a while. That definitely makes me very happy. But um, but yeah, so he'll ask me, like, how are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm just fucking tired. Like, why yeah. am I so tired? I slept fine. So. That's the thing I'm dealing with right now is like, am I depressed? Am I sick? Like, what is happening to me? And I, I compared to, and this is where we get to like the stuff we're going to talk to talk about today, compared to, you know, folks who have kids and they have to deal with that, like yourself, you know, have to keep them entertained and in school and like dealing with everything and also work, you know, have work outside the home. 
like I can't even compare my existence to that right now, but yet I'm still fucking exhausted. Like how how is that even okay? Um so yeah, let's uh Well there's <laughs> Yeah, well, t- um, I, I've got lots of questions about that. But tell me, like, like you're also sewing, you said. Give me give me a sewing update. What, what have oh, you been yeah. working on? Right now I'm wearing, and you can't really see because it's black on black, but I'm wearing a lovely wool knit dress that I made. And yesterday I made a different version of this dress. Oh, two days ago I made a different version of this dress in a cheaper fabric to make sure it fit because it was a new pattern for me. Um, but I made it all in my serger, which is awesome. I didn't have to mm-hmm. do any kind of um, careful straight line seaming. The serger is like kind of automatic pilot in a way. Uh, and the pattern is a is called the Hexam dress pattern from Muna and Broad. So I recommend, hmm. especially if you're plus size like me, to look at their stuff. They will uh, they will grade any pattern to be your size if they don't go all the way up to your size and they'll do it free of charge which i think is amazing it's kind of a new movement in the pattern making world especially in indie patterns is if you don't make your pattern in a size that is really accessible to all i'm not going to buy your pattern even if it fits Hmm. me but you buy patterns individual i didn't even know that was a thing you go on some kind of pattern marketplace and pay for the pattern uh typically places have their own websites um But if you Google for, you know, plus size pattern for X, you'll often find them. I found most of these via Instagram, which was kind of a new exploring. Instagram has been something I've been doing during the pandemic because uh, the way that I build my the people that I follow is a lot more around my interests than around, say, like what happens on Twitter. I have a ton of political stuff and I just start out the day being depressed, just reading about all that stuff. <laughs> yep. I just feel like I need to know. And again, that's that goes into what uh, what we're going to talk about today. But um. But yeah, it, there's a ton of new indie pattern makers. Many of them produce patterns that are uh, have a pretty wide range of sizes. Hmm. And uh, and they provide them by PDF. So this is another interesting thing. Yeah. You can, they have, typically they have two versions of their patterns. They have one that is all to be printed at home on your normal eight and a half by 11 and then taped together in a particular order and then cut out, which is a huge amount of work for like yep. bigger pieces. Uh, especially like someone my size, it's just a large thing. Um, yeah. But you can also take, they typically have a uh, a version that you can take to your print shop. And so that's okay. what I do. There's a really nice little print shop in town. I, I email the dude and I send him the, I give him the PDF and often they'll have layers. So you can only, you only get your size printed out, which is cool as well. Yep. And then he prints it out on big paper, size A0 and and then sells it to me for eight dollars a page so i pay for the pattern typically patterns are like fifteen dollars something like that it's a lot of work they provide the instructions as well and then i send it to this guy and he prints it out and i go pick it up and cut it out and make the dress i mean it's i'm glad you have things that are keeping you occupied even even a creative thing like to be making something right now sounds nice like Mm -hmm. um the things that i'm doing to keep occupied are not creating anything you know if what anything, are you doing bruises and sores i mean running oh like riding a bike um, I think that you are yeah. creating yourself no. you're creating great body chemicals well, in yourself no i'm creating just enough body chemicals to offset the terrible food that i ingest um, <laughs> but, uh, that's i am not i but am I not body were, building in any meaningful you way you were heading towards a uh, kind of a more vegetarian focused uh life like lifestyle how is that going 
Well, I've, I mean, I've definitely leaned a lot harder veggie, but uh, I don't, I'm still not exclusively vegetarian. I mean, today for lunch, yeah. I went and had tacos because I wanted some al pastor. Tacos um, are but, awesome. Uh, I mean, you can have good vegetarian tacos too, but mm -hmm. today, I, what's funny is I still haven't quite figured out, I, I do sleep better when I have some meat in my diet, which is weird. Um, but uh, I'm still figuring some of that out. But um, I mean, and I don't think we've recorded since I got COVID over Christmas. Did have we recorded an episode since then? I think we haven't. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I don't know that we record. We maybe we recorded one. We shipped one right after the new year, but it was before Christmas that we recorded it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I think so. I did. I tested positive right after Christmas. I went and got a booster, and the next day uh, tested positive. And, <laughs> Good job. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and no idea where I got it. I mean, it seems like everyone in the world has it, so it could literally have been anywhere, but um, there was no specific event that I can point to or even person that I interacted with. My in-laws were in town, so I was very nervous about getting them sick, so I actually moved out to my garage office and slept on the couch for four days because I didn't want to get them sick. They stayed healthy, uh, but four awesome. days in, my wife tested positive, so I moved back in the house and we wore yeah. masks eh. for the 10 days. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the kids don't seem to have gotten it. If they got it, it was asymptomatic. Um, but it was, it was annoying more than anything is mm -hmm. the mildest cold I've ever had in my life. Uh, you were kind of mad I, about, about how mild it was. This is an interesting thing that happened because, you know, I am, I am, uh, you know, I have various conditions, including being fat that like, if I catch COVID, it's likely to be more of a problem for me, um, than it would be for someone who's a bit more healthy like yourself. Uh, but you were like, we have been putting this off and like trying really hard and changing our lives. And this is it. This is it. This is, this is a crappy cold. Like I it wasn't even totally a crappy understand. cold. Like that's the thing. It wasn't even a crappy because I, yeah. I had a, I had a stuffy nose and a tickly throat. If it, if it wasn't pandemic times, I wouldn't have even, you know, like I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I would have been like, oh yeah, I got a little sinus pressure. So, you know, and you would have gone to work. Like, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, I definitely would not have thought twice about it. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, day two, I was out riding a bike just to get some exercise. Cause I was, you know, like yeah. twitchy and yeah, I was avoiding people, but outside moving. And, um, yeah. I think day five, I went for a run in the snow. Like I, I was fine. Right. Like it was, mm -hmm. a, it was the mildest cold I've ever had in my life. And I don't get mild colds. I get man colds. Yeah. Uh, you were saying you, when up. you get sick, uh, it's like, Oh, yes, Oh, it's the yes. worst. Help. I'm <laughs> well, dying. Yeah. That 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 tweet that says like uh, you know I'm I'm trying to remember the specifics, but it's like when a man lifts the heaviest box ever, or you know breaks his arm in a football game. He's like, oh, it's just it's just some pressure. It'll be fine. And then you know he gets the mildest cold ever, and is like, gather round, kids. My time is drawing near. Uh, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's how I am. But uh, this thing did not take me oh, out. Yeah, if, if anything, lucky. it was. Well, oh yeah, and and it's because of vaccines, and it's because Omicron mm -hmm. is milder than even Delta, and it's be, you know all these reasons that I understand. Like because we've been careful for two years, it was mild, but still, it was also like, wait, seriously? And then uh, right. and then we had to cancel. I mean, we had to cancel a whole family vacation, which like nobody felt bad enough to not go, right? But uh, right. we're trying but to you be could responsible have citizens. Other people, yeah, yeah exactly, and. Exactly. Um, Anyways, so it's been it's been irritating, and I've been running and biking and uh, just trying to continue to stay sane. But it's also okay. I think everything is compounded by the winter, right? Mm -hmm. Like the days are shorter. It's not sunny as I, it's been dark and gray all day today, which is uh, super mm -hmm. depressing because that's that never happens here. That happens where you live, but that doesn't yeah. happen very often. Uh, and and I need sun. I am solar powered. I don't mind cold, uh, but I do need sun regularly. So it's been yeah. Maybe you should uh, get one of those it's lamps. Been tough. 
Yeah. Well, I've tried happy lamps. They don't seem to do much for me. I've, mm, that's I've, too bad. I know that people swear by them. I've also taken vitamin D. It doesn't seem to affect my mood much, but yeah, my anyway, doctor so literally prescribed that... that vitamin D for me. He's like, you need to take that. You're low on that. I'm like, okay. I oh, guess yeah. that happens Almost, in the Northlands as well. It's, it seems like every American is low on vitamin D and the, and the other thing is like magnesium, which has like changed mm-hmm. my life. I've probably ranted about before on this, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, So, I mean, despite all that, you come to work and try to put on a good face or try to, you know, I've, I was talking to a coworker Friday about, uh, uh, just like it was Friday afternoon. We had a one-on-one. We normally have a one-on-one on on Friday mornings, uh, when we talk about once a month or so, this is a, a skip, um, not actually not in my direct line of reporting at all, but somebody who's been at the company a long time that I stay close with. And, um, we had a conversation and normally it's Friday mornings. This time it was Friday afternoon. It was a long week. I was tired. We're going into a three-day weekend and I was just like so low energy the whole call. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that I'm like this. He's like, it's <laughs> okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be company hype man all the time, which I am. I'm company hype man. And I'm usually like rah, 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 all the things. And sometimes I'm not feeling very rah, rah, rah. And I still manage rah, rah. And this time I was not even managing the rah, rah. You lacked the rah. There. You're out of rah. Yeah. Well, so... You know, I'm curious, like when we brought, brought, you brought this topic up, Mm -hmm. it's okay to be happy when the world's burning. doesn't sound like you're overwhelmingly bubbly happy right now. Is part (laughs) of it, you feel like you can't be? Um, well, the thing is that I initially, this had to do with, you know, me trying to, to work on like, well, I'm, maybe I'm depressed. I mean, I, I, uh, maybe I have a, you know, a psychological issue. I want to, I would prefer to be happy. And then I thought, well, you know, like so much shit is going wrong for so many people, you know, people I know and people I don't know people, uh, you know, close to me and people around the world are having a really hard time for various reasons. Some of them way more extreme than others. And it just feels wrong, right. To be happy about anything when so many other people are suffering. And I think that's the root of the issue is like, uh, can you and should you separate your own state of mind from the like larger global perspective? Is that okay? Uh, and that's yeah. kind of what led me to ask you, like, maybe we should talk about this. Well, and and I, I should say, like, one of the weird things about getting COVID, I would say that I feel right now the same way I felt right after I was fully vaccinated. Like, pandemic's over for me baby like it might still be going but not for me i can get back out there and i'm healthy Mm, at least for a while you can catch it again don't you fucking say that shit i am harshing your vibe (laughs) i'm harshing your mellow dude but yes you can catch it again in fact my my little brother's uh partner her dad caught it again a year later after being a dipshit so you know well definitely i mean omicron they're saying like if you had delta you don't have protection much protection against omicron if you have omicron you seem to have protection against delta but delta seems to be gone and i am not an epidemiologist anyways neither of us yeah i mean it can totally come back around and i really hope uh we're not six months from another thing. I hope we're not three months. I hope we're not two years from another round of this because everybody, I mean, even the CDC is like, hey, y'all, we got we to gotta figure out how to like move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all going, well, you've given us two years of winding so tight we don't know how to unwind. Um, yeah. And yeah, I so, think you do need to separate your emotions, but I don't always know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the like the core of the anxiety around this is I kind of alluded to earlier is around this feeling of guilt, right? Like you, uh, you feel guilty. 
for feeling happy when so many other people are suffering. Um, and that's, I think it's like built into the human condition, unless you're a sociopath, I think like you, you generic generally feel like you, you should care about what the rest of the world is going through or even just specifically right. your friends. Right. I am. Um, uh, I often feel like I'm way luckier than many of my friends in terms of my life partner and how we communicate and get along and like, you know, work our lives together. And so I often feel weird about talking about shitty husbands out there. Is that, is oh, that, is yeah. that gender? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've never met one. <laughs> yeah. And most marriages seem like they're just barely held together. It, well, especially yeah. right now, right. There's all these other stressors oh, and people don't have any, like they don't have a, a, a kind of tried and true trust based relationship that they can lean on to get through it together. Yeah. But the, re the reason I bring this up is that I then often, you know, like, I'm in Slack channels with people and we talk about, you know, oh, you know, our, our, our respective lives and folks complain about their partners. And I'm just like, I can't tell you how happy I am with my partner because that just feels like I'm rubbing your nose yeah. in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of related to that feeling, yeah. but if you're not, you know, uh, rubbing it in someone's nose where they're like, I just lost my job. And I'm like, yeah, I got the best job ever. And I'm never leaving. You know, like you, <laughs> There's yep. a difference between that and being a jerk about yep. it and also still enjoying the benefits of your own happiness because I think Well, and not letting I mean um I mean there I have friends and and I mean you're what? one of them I have other friends that are close <laughs> by that are <laughs> Sorry. Hang on, I'm getting to the to the qualifier for my friends, Rachel. <laughs> Ah, uh, I have friends that are that are very high risk and have been very, very locked down for a long time and are, you know, they're having the hardest of times, mm -hmm. for sure, um, where I have been out and, and, you know, I've been careful, but but much less careful than a lot of people that I know, because I, you know, haven't been as worried about it. But um, there's... Uh, you know, there's there's a difference between identifying with them, knowing when to mourn with your friends when you're talking to them, and you know when to be a goody two shoot. You don't you don't want to get on the phone and be like, I fucking saw a hundred people this weekend. What'd you do, sucker? Right? Like that's that's not how that goes. Um, what? Hopefully that's not how that goes. That's but uh, yeah. there's yeah. I mean, I think what's what's interesting though is that we do compartmentalize all the time. Like, um, how do I say this? If you, there's an awful lot of this country where there is a disease, but there is no pandemic, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, if you're in Texas, this isn't a thing that exists. Life is going on exactly as it always has. Nobody's changed anything. Um, there's a lot of the country that's like that. There's stuff going on in parts of the world that I'm very tuned into, like, um, you know, there's certain things that are top of mind in the news right now, even like the Russia-Ukraine stuff, which by the mm -hmm. time we publish this could be a total shit show, it's very right? Different. And, yeah. uh, right? And some of it, it like bothers me more because I hear about it more. Some of it's up in my face. Some of it I don't ever think about. You know, my, my boys are Ethiopian. I think about a lot of the turmoil that's going on in Ethiopia right now. But I know there's other places in Africa, other places all over the world that are a complete disaster right now where people are starving and barely getting, you know, and we compartmentalize some of that and some of it we can't seem to compartmentalize. And I don't know that we've got it all figured out. Why? Right. You can't mm -hmm. carry the whole world's burdens on your shoulders. It doesn't do you any good. Um, but then where do you draw those lines too? And, uh, I think we have to let ourselves be happy 
sometimes in this. We have to be excited about the little things at work. We have to be thankful and grateful mm -hmm. and practice some of that. Like I find it was a couple months ago when stuff was locking back down. You know, in Colorado, we didn't wear masks for like six months after everybody was getting vaccinated and the numbers were so low and, you know, started to feel like, hey, we're kind of done with this. And, mm -hmm. um, and then boom. And then yeah. Yeah. And then when it was back, it was a little like I started realizing, hey, I have to be intentional about being, you know, spending some time saying I'm thankful for this. I'm grateful for that. My family is in a good, good spot. My kids are doing OK. And like and there's complications there. Like right now, my daughter hung out with somebody on Friday night who Friday night, you know, tested positive uh, or maybe it was Saturday morning tested positive uh, after she'd hung out with my daughter and her text is just like, I'm just so sorry. Everything is a mess right now. I don't know. And she's just mortified. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Hey, I hear it. But like, you did the best you could at the time. You didn't know you were sick at the time. You know, you tested positive the next day. You didn't feel bad. You were yeah. doing everything yeah. you can the right way. And like, you can't completely stop life either for, especially for the kids. And anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I think there, there is something in there that you said where it's like, you can't take on the load of the entire world's problems. And that, I mean, that's generally true, obviously, uh, logistically right. speaking, it's absolutely true. Uh, and I, I want to say a couple of things that, about this, which is a lot of this, a lot of people feeling like they can't express happiness when, um, you know, when, when the world is burning down, as you put it, um, because they feel guilty that they're not helping. Uh, yeah. and, and I think there's a line you can draw, right? Which is, uh, this anxiety seems centered around feeling guilty for not doing more. I often have that feeling. Um, mm -hmm. but there's, you know, there's not anything you can do about a lot of the things that are going wrong in the world. So yeah. like, there's that line you can draw between, well, you can feel sad about it, but try not to feel guilty about things you can't affect. Um, but you should also think about what you can do. Like, don't just yeah. like end the conversation with yourself there. Are there things you can do locally to make the world better? And that's, that's something that I find has done a lot for me and my own mental health is to get involved in things that are locally helpful. And, you know, you can of course donate money to larger causes and stuff, and that might make you, you know, help you feel a little less, uh, guilty about things, but you being happy about your own situation does not invalidate the badness of the situations that other people are right. going through. You being unhappy about those situations doesn't actually do anything to improve those situations for other people unless right. you act on that. Right. So right. being kind of like bloodless about this, if you're not going to do anything about it, why even fucking bother feeling guilty about it? Right. Obviously, that's yeah. way easier said than done. But just be honest with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Are there things you're going to do? If you're not going to do anything about them, don't let those things prevent you from being happy if that is how you feel. Well, and and I think like, so I want to tie this a little bit into work and leadership specifically. And the, you know, I think I've said before, and I, and I keep reminding myself and even, you know, Friday after I talked to this uh, engineer, you know, he was sending me some messages this morning, like, hey, man, you need to not feel bad about being down sometimes like it's okay and there's some amount of like Kendall you spend all this time putting the mask on for yourself so that you can show up and have the energy to put the mask on for other people right like mm -hmm. it, to, that's exactly to, to what you, I wanted the... to talk about next yeah and I think like I have to take care of myself I have to be in a reasonable spot I have to make 
ridiculous jokes about Nicolas Cage and company slack, even on days where I'm tired or worn out, you know, like, because it's the thing that gives other people, number one, permission to be okay when the world is not okay. And like, like other people need to know it's okay, right? <laughs> Partly. That doesn't mean like you, everything is hunky-dory. You, you're not human. You don't interact that, you know, sometimes letting your guard down and saying, hey, I'm having a hard time, but uh, here's what's going on. Like, it doesn't delegitimize think... the, the pain and suffering of others for you to have, to not have it. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. I think just being, it's, Okay, let me let me say this. I think so much, particularly of the younger generation today, values authenticity at work, and you know more than putting on a business face and just like suck it up and go back. Like we just don't don't appreciate that, right? Like you just telling me, "Hey, shut up! Don't bring your emotions to work." Doesn't work. Like I'm sorry, you have emotions. I have emotions. We both work here, and like you're gonna have to mm-hmm. deal with them sometimes. Um, Positive yeah, do your best. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't mean, you know, be, I, now, to be clear, I have also had coworkers that were emotional disasters all the time. And every single time I was in a one-on-one, I, you know, I'd come out of it just so fried, I couldn't see straight because the person yeah. was so down and I'm having to carry their emotions and try not to do that if you can do that, you know? Yeah, if they derail the actual work effort a lot and, you know, either right. that person needs to take a break or, Yeah. No, I get it. And and there was something that you said, and I wanted to clarify, because nowadays when you talk about masks, people think of something else. But like you were talking about the need, you know, when you're in a plane, if the plane's going to, you know, if the alarms come on, they always tell you to put your your child or partner's mask on after you put your own mask on. Put yours on first and then deal with everyone else who needs help. And I think that totally applies in this situation, because if everyone is preventing themselves from feeling their, the happiness they could feel. I think it's bad for the whole world as a whole. Uh, yep. I think it uh, being happy is good for you. Uh, I think it's right. it's good chemically for your brain. It yeah. gives you more energy so you can go work out and that's better for your body. Like all of those things help you, put you in a particular situation where you might actually be able to help more the th- yeah. you know, the, in the situations where other people are suffering. It, and it also, being happy helps you with your capacity for hope. And that's a problem I'm having right now is like hope for the future. I Not yeah. only just like the, the pandemic itself and the impact it's having on people around the world, but like the, 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 the disappointment I have in the way that uh, various government agencies have handled things. Uh, the fact that politics has gotten so enmeshed in our day-to-day interactions with our our, our public servants that yeah. uh, you know that it, it's made it impossible to make any progress. Um, that sort of stuff makes me feel really hopeless about the future. And the, and the truth is that in a lot of ways things are better now than they ever have been. But they just seem like it could be so much better. It could be so different. And I. I have a hard time with hope for the future. And I think that being happy, marking that moment, like I'm happy about this right now, something good happened. It kind of makes you more open to the possibility of good things happening in the future. I think that's crucially important to people in general. I mean, I think some of the things that I chew on related to this, like there's a whole bunch of 
I think I've said to you before that I, I have said to my wife, like, hey, we're due at some point in our lives to either live through some kind of major world war or a pandemic. Like, it, this just seems to happen about this every so often. Once and a generation. Who knows, maybe we'll hit, maybe we'll hit bingo on that card, right? Uh, get all of the above. Hopefully not. Uh, but even when I pictured worst case scenario pandemic, I pictured, you know, a disease that shows up, wipes out, wipes out 10% of the population overnight, and we all go back to picking up the pieces and figuring out how to live our lives. Well, honestly... Two years on, worse? we'd be in a different emotional situation than we are right now because at mm -hmm. least we could recover and we're still at a spot where we don't know how to recover and uh, and we don't know when we're going to be able to. And, yeah, and things, that but, uh, sucks so much, like not being able to plan. Oh, it does. But it's also what's been interesting about some of it is um, I think of a, a contractor that worked for us once who, while contracting for us, uh, their spouse became very, very ill, nearly died. It turned out that it's, you know, they thought it was an acute condition. It's not acute, it's going to be chronic, uh, could live 30 more years, could die tomorrow. And their entire worldview changed overnight. They're like, you know what? There, here's 10 things we've always wanted to do and we're just gonna stop waiting. Yeah, like, let's I'm do not the fucking take a bucket job. list. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna take a job where I can't this or that. Like, And, and I think about that a lot too. Like so much of my life right now just revolves around my kids and and there's things that I want to go do with my kids and there's things that I want my kids to be able to do that involve me staying put and not doing shit, uh, you know, so that mm -hmm. I can just get them to the next thing and and um, give them a stable life and, uh, you know, all the different things. Anyways, um, it has, I think the pandemic has caused a lot of people to stop and reevaluate. I mean, definitely like creating it, you know, there was this thing about a temporary social safety net that we created and how much entrepreneurship has come out of that as a result in the United States, right? A lot of people stopped and were like, wait a second, I've never stopped to reevaluate my life. This was just what I was always doing and I was never going to think about it, but now I was fired and I have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's interesting too, is like, I think some of us are letting ourselves be happy, letting ourselves pursue things that we weren't going to otherwise pursue because the whole world's been called into question and it's way harder to just coast by and be happy when everything in life is fine. And like, then work can kind of be a shit show when everything in life is a shit show, you know, you're kind of like, well, it'd be nice if work didn't suck. Let me focus uh, on the things I can change. Yeah. Right. Right. And oh, it's yeah. not just work. I mean, some people are changing relationships, changing, oh, yeah. you know, all kinds of things but uh speaking of yeah. those shitty marriages yeah. <laughs> come on friends drop them <laughs> if they ain't good for you uh but yes I, I you you were you were talking about um the uh the idea that you know people are realizing that there's more to life than just having to plug along at your job i mean i i literally this was a, some time ago not cook not a pandemic related like i i quit my job as a result of a song <laughs> that I heard in a very emotional time on one of those nerd cruises that I used to go to. And the song is called a talk with George by Jonathan Colton. I would definitely mm -hmm. recommend looking that up as a song he wrote as a, um, uh, as part of a competition. There's a lot of like quick, quick fire songwriting competitions out there in yeah. the world. And this was kind of a little bit before he became a little more famous, but uh, it, it, it was about, do, doing the things that matter, uh, that your friends may be gone before you know it. And you should, you know, you should seize the day as it were all these different, like, uh, phrases pulled from everywhere. Um, but it's all true. And I was real. I realized at that time, this was in the early, in the mid two thousands that I had this kind of realization, yeah. you know, 2010 timeframe. Um, 
mid 2000s in the mid yeah like 2008 2009 2010 somewhere in there and i literally tried to quit my job and just like get on with something else that made me happier uh and it made a big difference in my life partly because I tried to quit my job and then HR and my boss came back at the time and said, how about you take a break and then you come back and do whatever seems like a good idea, which has turned out to be like a really formative, was a really formative job for me and made me aware of my own power in terms of what it is that I was accomplishing for these companies and like allowed me to leverage it more and get more of what I wanted. And ever since then, the jobs that I've had have been a lot more about what I wanted and a lot less about what someone else wanted. Um, So that is super valuable. Uh, And I think that people coming to that uh, understanding is really great. The concept, you know, the situation that led to it, notwithstanding, it is really important to take stock of what matters to you and what you would feel bad about having missed. Like, those you know the stories about like no one on their dying bed thinks i wish i had spent more time at work (laughs) nobody thinks about that uh so so yeah i think people are having that realization in mass and i think it is affecting the workforce i think it's affecting the way people view work you know our our episode about working from home is also kind of related to this like people realize what they like and what they don't like and they've had more leverage and i think that's fantastic I'm I'm super derailed by the I'm I'm going off in my head about what what do people say on their dying bed? Well, did Jeff Bezos, you know, as he's dying, think I wish that rocket had been more phallic? Like what what are the things that <laughs> I wish I hadn't taken that shitty picture with a stripper or whatever it was? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean I I hear it and. I mean, I do think like the, the the crux of where we're going with all of this is like, it's okay to feel it. I think it's okay to feel the things you feel. I think it's okay to cope with the things in whatever you're using to cope. It's, it's a hard time right now. You need some mm-hmm. coping mechanisms. Maybe that's Negronis. Now, please be be responsible. Drink responsible. Whatever the disclaimer is that uh, <laughs> yeah. beer companies throw in there. Um, there's, Pay attention. Uh, Pay attention. Yeah. Pay, I mean, I think pay attention. I think some of your what you're saying, like I think some people will feel a lot better if they get involved in just a few things, and that's mm-hmm. you know uh, sometimes um, throw money at it makes you feel a little bit better. Now sometimes there's ways you can be involved that are more than throw money at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're heavily involved in uh, a um, political thing that you care about, and I you know I'm sure that having something that as as dire as it may seem, feeling like you are helping to do something that moves the needle however big or small makes you do, does make you feel better about it. it. It puts you a little bit in control. Well, at least I'm trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also think like, um, you know, put that mask on, take care of yourself, do what you got to do to take care of yourself Buy the, buy the hot tub. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the thing we haven't go, done yet go. is buy the hot tub. Oh man. Buy the hot tub, Rachel. You want your I mood know. to dramatically I'm thinking about it. Up? <laughs> Don't think about it. Just do. Buy the well, five hundred dollar Amazon one. You can always put it away and get a nice one. Yeah, maybe we should do that because I'm like, well, we were really, you know we we're thinking about getting a real one and having it installed and like having it be an entire project, which we you know. But maybe because my main concern around is like, would I use it enough? Would it be worth it? And maybe I should just get the inflatable one first and see. I 
I have an allergic reaction to big and like, so when I was a <laughs> kid, and I, I gotta be, I gotta be careful about how much I share here. I don't think my parents listen, but uh, you know, like when I was a kid, my, my mom decided she wanted a piano and we spent eight like months looking at researching and then buying this like super fancy keyboard. It wasn't even a piano, it was a keyboard electric, you know, cost a fortune. And then my mom didn't play it. And then she felt guilty about the fact that she didn't play it because it cost so much, which right. caused her to play it less, which like, it's this downward oh, yeah. spiral. And so as a result, I have this, like, I, I was like seventh grade when this happened. And I still like remember it clear as day because it, bo- it bothered me feeling. so much. Yeah, but I, I didn't, it wasn't about the piano. I didn't care about that. It wasn't my money. It was watching my mom feel guilty over this possession that owned her that drove me nuts. And so like to this day, I ride cheap ass bikes. I smoke <laughs> corn cob pipes. I sit in a $500 hot tub. And like, n- now I know like- This sounds like I the beginning the future, of a rap. You need to write a I rap song rap. about this. <laughs> it was a little bit taller. I wish I had a hot tub. Uh, the, the- um, <laughs> that's why i don't rap um anyways but like having you know i know next time that i i would love a nice hot tub now granted my 500 hundred dollar hot tub brings me so much joy why would you justify a fifteen thousand dollar one right like you can spend no end of money on hot tubs but uh uh it does it does affect but like Mm -hmm. this is the thing for me is like taking a small thing that i feel no guilt over never using uh, just brings me joy. Like having a thing that I know cost me nothing brings me joy and it makes me want to use it. It's like uh, only wearing ridiculous. hats that you have found. It's the same underlying principle. Only wearing hats that I, yeah, you're right. This permeates a lot of my Dude, life. I'm uh, understanding yeah. so much more about you right now. <laughs> it's fantastic. Wait till you hear about the used clothes that I buy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do buy used I clothes. bought myself a crappy sewing machine <laughs> because I wasn't sure I was going to get into it. And yeah. so I bought it this urges you know, you to $200 get sewing machine, which is apparently yeah. not very expensive for a sewing machine. But now I know. And so now I'm going to give that one away. Buy yeah, nothing, everyone. Buy, the nice the one. buy nothing group on my. This the only reason I'm still on Facebook is that's where our local buy nothing group is. So my like bookmark goes directly to the buy nothing list now and nothing else. Somebody was just telling me about this. I don't know what that actually is. This there's a Facebook group called buy. I haven't been on Facebook since 2006. Yeah, so <laughs> more power to you around that. But uh, yeah. it's it's a. Uh, I don't know if they're all on Facebook, but this this one is, and they're located. They're like geographically li- location specific. Um, so I would Google for your area what the buy nothing and it is buy nothing. That is the the quote brand name. And the idea is you give away things, no strings attached. You just post a picture and to describe it and say, you know, like no contact porch pickup in this location. And then people ask for it. And if you, and you pick who to give it to based on whatever you want. I usually just like randomly select um, of the people who have asked for a thing. Um, and then similarly, you can ask for things on the list. I'm looking for a new desk chair for my, for my work desk. Hmm. My current desk chair is falling apart and I don't want to buy a new one. If anyone's getting rid of one, I would be happy yeah. to come get it. So like, it's a way to promote both the connection between among people in a community because yeah. it's only in our town. It, you're not allowed right. to be in it if you're further away. And also, yep. uh, it allows stuff to not end up in the lot- landfill. And people put yeah. up all kinds of, like, an, a friend of mine, she drinks instant espresso in these little square jars that they have at the co-op. I have one of those jars yep. for baking, and she drinks a ton of it. And then when there's enough of those jars to make a nice, pleasing nine-jar like nine square, 
she posts a picture and says, does anybody want these jars? And someone always wants them for something like to put their, their work, you know, their like workshop screws in or something or their beading stuff or uh, it's whatever you got to get rid of here. Plug yeah. for buy nothing. And it's meant to keep things yeah, out of landfill great. and connect the community together. So recommend well, that. Literally an hour ago, a friend pinged me and said, Oh, this, this bike is on my local buy nothing list i'm walking away from the computer to save myself and then i mocked him for it and he said turns out it fits my kid i'm getting it uh-huh. uh, so he's getting, <laughs> getting a bike uh anyways, yeah, there are often uh, bikes given away people have given away trucks on ours i like it's wow people just want to get you know if they want to get rid of things and they don't want to deal with all kind yeah, of, i give away I a lot of clothes i'm i'm definitely yeah. a clothes horse again almost all my clothes on ebay so it's like hmm you know we are very thrift store people for similar reasons we we i prefer used things feel good about it but um mm-hmm. anyways anyways we're we're getting off topic and we got to wrap <laughs> up anyways Rachel. Uh, you got to leave us with yeah well, okay okay there we go thank, thank you you brought it back around it, and if it, it makes around. you happy then then it can't be that bad bad oh no if it makes um. you happy <laughs> Yeah, I've had a little I too much bourbon. I was playing cranberries for my daughter the other day because I was I had zombies stuck in my head and mm. I was like, you need to hear this song. Eh, I'm always educating eh, my kids. Eh. On, oh yeah. I'm like, so this voice right here is why she's famous. And my daughter's like, that's a weird reason to be famous. And I'm like, in retrospect, it really, really is. But it, was, it was cool at the time. Nobody it's never heard it. It's still cool, but yeah. It's, yeah I mean, I get you. she sounded amazing. But I do, I do think that... Uh, it, it as as is the case in so many things about like one's own view of themselves and the world, it helps to really be honest with yourself about why you feel a certain way. Like it yeah. helps to be uh, just you know I feel guilty because I'm not doing enough, and I, I there's definitely more I could do. But you have to be kind of honest with yourself about that. Like, well, am I gonna do more? Am I gonna work towards doing more? Am I just too overwhelmed with all the shit that's going on in my life and in the world to even kind of think about this. Okay. But don't feel guilty. Try not to try to limit or curtail your feelings of guilt about stuff. You're not going to change. You know, maybe there's stuff you should change work on that, but you're never going to get there. If all you focus on is, Oh, I need to feel bad about this. Well, and and I think I would wrap up with uh, have a friend that you really enjoy talking to that feels like therapy and, you know, talk to them once in a while and maybe record it and publish it on the Internet <laughs> as a podcast because you'll come out of it feeling a whole lot better than you did coming in. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, having community around this is so big. I think that's part one of the things that's really frustrated me is the world has gotten so, so, so divided over stupid shit. I mean, I've and good I have shit. There's a reason that, to be divided about things like oh, I'm not I'm not arguing that. Okay. Uh, But things that wouldn't have divided us previously are all of a sudden like there's no in between. It's like you're an idiot and they think you're an idiot. And uh, I I mean, I have two friends that I finally was like, hey, guys, we just got to stop talking because I want to stay your friend. And like, I like being involved in your life. I like caring about your work and your families. But when you talk about this, I just want to kill you and you want to kill me. Like, we got to stop talking. Uh, And uh, so, you know, (laughs) stopped having this regular conversation with a couple friends, which is sad. Like, I, I like those guys, but. I can't, it, yeah. they, it's, I can't compartmentalize no that much. Right. Argument. If it's super, yeah. if it's a significant thing that we disagree on and they are not, you know, they're not coming around to it. And I find it's really important. You got to have boundaries. Like, okay, those yeah. people are not my friends yep. anymore. It's, it's a different than just like, I just want to pretend you don't have that opinion. I can't do that. 
I am definitely I, not like that. I think you're more able default. to. Yeah. I want to burn zero bridges wherever possible. When it's <sighs> when it becomes malicious, then I'm then I will burn that bridge. But I will, you know, even borderline malicious, I have maintained some semblance of uh, friendship with. Uh, yeah. With, well, sorry. I guess we can't be friends. Or worse. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But I mean, I, do is be, I am, I am be, way be more aggressive about that. Can, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, being happy. That's why you live on the water, so that only half the world even borders you. Correct. Uh, you know, that's exactly right. No, we have a ton of neighbors, and they seem all seem really cool. But maybe I don't need to get to know them any better than I do, and then it won't. <laughs> I won't have to make these decisions. Uh, but no, really, being happy is good for you. Being happy uh expands your capacity for hope about the future and the potential to be happy in the future and i think it's a really good it's really useful to allow yourself that reprieve from the shit show that is the universe at the moment well and if that if being happy requires you kissing your significant other as you leave the room uh <laughs> like it's such, such a harsh having, requirement well, no, I just mean like the little things, like like having a Negroni. I mean, I read this thing about like, do the little things that make you a little bit happy. Yeah. My wife always puts lime in her water. I think I've mentioned this, like, and mm -hmm. it's just this little tiny thing that's like, that makes you happy. And, and she's taking care of herself. And uh, yeah, it's self-care, yeah. yeah. And, and so do what it is that you need to do and show up at work and let it rub off on others and um, smile sometimes even when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you'll feel like it because you did it. Totally, uh, and, work those muscles. Yeah. Thanks, okay, man. well, we should wrap up. Have very best week. You too. It's good talking to you.